Welcome to your journey to greatness through routine, a podcast designed to help you build a success routine. My name is Michelle Steffes and I'm author of the book and I'm excited to come to you today with more insights and ideas to accomplish your success routine because it's not the big things we do, but the little things we do every day that make the biggest difference. So let's get on with the podcast. We are moving towards the tail end of this series. Are you thriving or just surviving? And I'm going to finish out with some pretty great ones here. Um, and I did a little bit of science on one of them that I've never really talked about before, but I think you'll find it fascinating. If you're just joining us, this has been a great list of many ways to thrive rather than just living in survival mode, flying by the seat of your pants. So this is about intentional living which is what your journey to greatness through routine is all about, the book and the podcast. So glad to have you here with us today as we continue in our list. So the next one on our list is to seek out the good in every situation. Now, I know that maybe sound like it's a big stretch, especially if you're facing some big challenges right now in your life, and we all have, and we tend to run into them every single day of our lives. But if we can really train ourselves, and that's really what this is about, is learning how to train yourself. Because it's not natural to just, you know, think positive. It's not natural to to seek out the good all the time. In fact, a lot of times we're hit right square in the face with nothing but bad. But if we can learn to focus on the good instead of the negative and look at challenges as opportunities for growth, you know, um, to to realize that even though maybe we have setbacks and we have people that hurt us and damage us and we go through difficult times, we can use that to grow stronger. I love the phrase that says you can be bitter or better. And I've said it many times, but really that is the choice. I got into a conversation recently uh, with my kids and they work, uh, they're both adults. Uh, well, all three of them actually. And it was two of them I was talking to. And they were both talking about how elderly adults can tend to be so cranky and cantankerous. And, you know, it's not fair to just stereotype one particular age group of people and, you know, say, hey, these are the group that's crabby. And they know that. They they fully know that. They said they, they know a lot of, you know, elderly people that are very, very nice. But really what it boils down to is that these elderly people that are cranky like that, are either just having a bad day, which is very possible, or maybe had something bad happen to them, and that's where we need to you know, make sure we're exercising empathy, which is part of emotional intelligence. But you know what? Sometimes they're just bitter on life. Life has not been good to them. They have regrets. They have um, upsets that never got healed. They've got damage that's been done to them that you know, has, has broke their hearts or you know, made them feel... Uh, cheated out of life in some way, shape, or form, and they get bitter. So here again, you can choose to get better or bitter because, I mean, I can think of people, for example, Corey Ten Boom, if you don't know who that is, she wrote a book called The Hiding Place, and there's actually a movie on it too. Corey Ten Boom survived the concentration camp. She actually got out by accident. She that was, she wasn't supposed to get out, but her family, her entire family was, was killed or died in the camp from being worked to death, either one or the other. She decided to get better, not bitter. And to to the very day of her death, and I, and I don't, I'm even questioning whether she's passed away or not. If she didn't, she's very old. But she, she just exercised forgiveness and love and grace. And, you know, she lived a very wonderful full life and looks back at her life now with no regrets. 
So think about it. You can choose to get better or bitter, but seek out the good in every situation. Do your best to find good in people, places, and situations. All right, the next one is laughing. And this is the one that I did a little bit of research on before uh, this podcast uh, uh, episode today because I have always been curious. What happens to us scientifically when we laugh? You know, what, what goes on inside? I'm always curious about that. And, and that's why I like to talk about brain science and physiology and all those good things. So here's what I found. Laughter, and this is a quarter, eh, according to uh, Gaim. I don't know if I'm saying that right. G-A-I-A-M. And um, it basically, uh, it talks about the studies that were done by Dr. Lee Burke and Dr. Stanley Tan at the Loma Linda University in California. These two doctors have researched the benefits of laughter and found amazing results. So here we go. Number one, it lowers your blood pressure. People who lower their blood, pr- people who lower their blood pressure, even those who start at normal levels, will reduce their risk of stroke and heart attack. So grab the Sunday paper. Turn on a comedy show and flip the funny pages and enjoy your laughter medicine. So that's the first one. Number two, it reduces stress hormone levels, which is no surprise to me. Actually reducing cortisol, increasing oxytocin, serotonin, and dopamine, which are all the good, wonderful, happy uh, neurochemicals that we definitely want to spur on to produce more of. So that's a big one right there. And, um, and so... Uh, just think laughing along with a coworker tells a funny joke can relieve some of the day's stress and help you reap the benefits of laughter. Number three, it works your abs. <laughs> How many times have you had a side splitting, uh, you know, laughter? I've, I have, and yeah, it can actually almost get to the point of hurting because you're working out. <laughs> so that's kind of a cool thing right there. I, I've never heard of that one before, but it's, yeah, it's obviously true. Number four, improves cardiac health. Laughter is a great cardio workout, especially for those who may be incapable of doing physical activity due to injury or illness. But it gets your heart pumping and burns a similar amount of calories per hour as walking at a slow, moderate pace. So, laugh. Number five, it boosts your T-cells, which are very important. And so if you want to boost your T-cells, you know, basically what we're talking about here is specialized immune system cells that are just waiting in your body for activation. When you laugh, you activate those T-cells that immediately begin to help you fight off sickness. So next time you feel cold coming on or whatever, make sure that you're laughing. Number six, triggers the release of endorphins, one of my favorites. Endorphins is the body's natural painkillers. By laughing, you can release endorphins, which can help ease chronic pain and make you feel good all over. And I've worked with people that were fighting brain cancer and the doctor specifically said you must make sure that you are exercising every day to release endorphins so laughter obviously will bring you the same result and last but not least laughter can produce a it's of well-being laughter can increase your overall sense of well-being Doctors have found that people who have a positive outlook on life tend to fight diseases better than people who tend to be negative. So make sure you're smiling, laughing, and you will live longer. We run out of time for today. We'll finish these last few up tomorrow. This is Michelle Steffes, your journey to greatness and routine. Have an amazing day.